Hey there, my name is Jennifer Boynton, and thank you for joining me on the True and Beautiful podcast. Today's episode features a friend of mine named Gretchen Beck. Let me just tell you a little bit about Gretchen. This woman is such a talented artist. Her work is beautiful, and I cannot wait for you to get to know the spirit behind the pieces she produces. She is so tenacious and focused and has incredible fortitude. That's one thing that has impacted me as I've gotten to know her, the day in and day out focus and commitment to her work. That's really made an impression on me. I also want to acknowledge that this episode deals a lot with Niger, a country that recently experienced a coup against its democracy. Gretchen served in the Peace Corps in Niger from 1992 to 1995. Her experience there really changed the trajectory of her life and work as an artist, as you'll hear in her story. Gretchen served as chair of the art department, professor of art, curator, and on the faculty at Concordia University in Irvine, California for 11 years. Currently, she exhibits and discusses her work in juried group and solo exhibitions in galleries on national and international levels. This year, She has had exhibitions at the Crocker Art Museum in Sacramento, California, at the Hampstead Heath Art Fair in London, England, at the Epiphany Center for the Arts Guild Gallery in Chicago, Illinois, at the Spring Battersea Art Fair in London, and at the Galerium Art Gallery in Ontario, Canada. She is also a represented artist at the Noon Powell Fine Art Gallery in London, England. Gretchen. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It's a pleasure. So I'm just so interested in, I've seen the work that you have done, and it is so beautiful and colorful, and I am so interested in how you came to, began your journey, really, as an artist. When did you know that that is what you were? Well, my mom's an artist, so I grew up around art. Okay. But it was really uh, my freshman year at Valparaiso University in the art department. The art department was on the old campus, and it was filled with many trees and in an old building, and I took a drawing one course, and I just fell in love with that art department and the old building, and I said, this is what I want to do. Wow. And I just threw myself into the art major. And then after undergraduate school, I went on to the Peace Corps. And that truly shaped my artistic process and just influenced me so greatly. The Nigerian culture where I was living in Niger, West Africa. How long were you there? I lived there as a Peace Corps volunteer for three years. What did you do while you were there? For the most part, I focused on facilitating an adult literacy program where we worked with local teachers to teach in the languages of Zarma and Fofolde. So I worked with the local government to facilitate this program in uh, 10 villages in the southwestern part of the country. How old were you? 22. Wow. So 22 to 25 you were there. 22 to 25. 
Yes. Amazing. While you were there, did you look around you and did you see the space and see the people in, with art in mind? Or did that, the idea to do art based on that experience come after you left it? It was while I was there. All I wanted to do, I mean, I, want, I was passionate about this literacy program, but I really, in my extra time, I just wanted to create artwork mm -hmm. and use materials from the culture and express my relationship to the culture through my art. And I spent three extra months there working on an exhibition really? for the French Nigerian Cultural Center. And had an exhibition where the students in the literacy program wrote short stories on a series of mixed media pieces of mine. Really? And during the opening of the uh, exhibition, they shared these stories verbally with the audience. And all the pieces sold to wow. and benefited the literacy program. Wow. So was that just something that you I initiated. Up? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I had been working on these pieces throughout the time that I was there, but I'm like, after my volunteer service, I want to spend th three extra months working on this series yeah. and have an exhibition in the Capitol about my experience. Had you ever had an exhibition before? I had had a few in undergraduate school, but this was like the, a major one. How many pieces did you do for it? I think there were 12 and they were very big. Wow. Yeah, they were they all depicted different parts of the Nigerian culture and they utilized they were mixed media collages. So they utilized like old scraps of fabric, parts of metal, just all kinds of things from the local environment. Wow. What did you put those things on? What was the old cement bags was old the base. Bags. Okay. Yeah. Bags that, that hold cement that they would sell in the market for different things. I glued these together and made very large tarps that I worked on. So going back to college and when you began university, did you, what were your thoughts? Like, what did you think that you would want to go into before art came to you? Or did you... Um, I wasn't sure. I started off, uh, I guess I was undeclared, uh -huh. but it was really that drawing one class. I totally remember the studio we were in, and I'm like, I want to declare art as my major. That was my freshman year, f first semester. Drawing, was that pencil? Or, uh, um... we, did, we did a lot of charcoal. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember some of the first things that you drew? I think so. I, I definitely remember Fred Fry. He was the drawing instructor. Mm -hmm. And he had a real nice family. He had a son in my class who was an engineering student. And he lived on a street called Washington Avenue in an, in an older home. And his wife would have um, students over wow. and make cookies for us. And yeah, it was wonderful. Wow. It sounds like he was a big part of your decision. Um, the teacher. Yes. The, I was I was taken in by the art department. Okay. And the kind of antique nature of it, mm -hmm. where I was located on the campus, I was just captivated by the whole experience. By the beauty of it. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 
So, Gretchen, when you, I know you have a home here mm-hmm. in our little town, and you have a studio mm-hmm. where you work. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. I guess you kind of told us a little bit about this already, but as an artist now, what inspires you to create? Yes, it still very much is that connection that I have to West Africa. The Uh colors, the themes I choose, the materials I use. It's, It's still very much about that experience. The titles of my work are all in the Zarma language, which I'm fluent in. Oh my gosh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, I'm, I'm fluent in the language of, of Zarma, which is spoken in southwestern Niger. How did you become fluent in three years? That's amazing. Uh, well, the Peace Corps has a wonderful language training program. Wow. And in three months' time, they equip you with what you need to go out into the village. And you're thrown into the village. And if you want to communicate to people, you, you start speaking. It's actually a pretty simple language. The present and the past tense are the same. Interesting. So conjugating is is fairly simple, but the vocabulary is is rather extensive. Wow. Yeah. Did you know going in that you were going to take up the language as well as you did? I I wasn't sure, but I had you also needed French. Okay. And I used to write grants in French to USAID. And my French came in about through my high school experience, and then I had it in college again. So I was, I I felt I had some gifts with languages. Mm -hmm. And so the Zarma, I just really loved the people there. So I wanted to be conversing with them. Wow. So I, I picked it up pretty quickly. Okay, awesome. Okay, so right now, when you come to create, when you go to your studio... How do you start? Do you have an idea in your mind, just like a a general idea or a theme as you referred to? Or do you know in your head what the piece will look like? I do a lot of preliminary sketches. Okay. I work in my sketchbook. And recently I've been doing mixed media works. So Can you kind of, explain that? So kind of laying down a base of collage materials. And I order these materials from a studio in St. Louis. So right now they're like old illustrations, vintage papers, international papers. And then my mom does a lot of printmaking. So she's been sending her print, her scraps of prints. So I've been combining these for a base and then I create a, I've been creating gouache sketches. What is, what was that word? Gouache is a kind of paint. Okay. I've been creating sketches on top of the collage composition to create a mixed media art piece. Wow. So when you, do you just have your favorite mixed media elements well, sometimes sometimes I'm painting, also working on a monochromatic dra- drawing series. So I got a lot of different things going on. So you are working on several projects at the same time? Kind of s- several, okay. several different themes, several different projects at the same time. Okay. Amazing. I had this question. I don't, I, I hope it translates. I mean... How much of the process of what you do is, I don't want to say trial and error, but maybe 
trial and error, like experimental, or you just try it and you like it or you don't like it, and then you make changes on top of that. How much of your process looks like that? I, well, I work very, I work very much in a spontaneous kind of serendipitous kind of way. Okay. So I'm like, for instance, with the collage compositions, I try different textures out together. I lay them out before they, I adhere them to the paper okay. below. Um, and then with the painting on top, again, it's based upon a sketch that I've done. And I, 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 my hand is, is kind of in a spontaneous way, the way I lay colors and lines. My work is very, well, it's very shape, but also linear based. So all these things come together in a spontaneous light. Okay. I love that. How do you know when it's right? How do you know? Well, then I do, I photograph my work. I take it outside. I photograph it in the sunlight. Then I put it up on the computer. And then when it's on the computer screen, I can tell where I need to refine and rework. What is it about the computer screen that shows you something different than the actual It just helps me to kind of clarify the image, just to see it in a new light, Uh and and I just know what I need to do back in the studio with the actual work. Okay. So interesting. Yeah. Do you have a favorite color? I just thought about that question. Uh, I'm just curious. I really, I really like bright colors. I've, I've, I've got this monochromatic black and white series going, but I keep coming back to the color. So I guess color is kind uh-huh. of naturally in me. Uh huh. What are some of the colors of the place, Niger? That stand uh, out. A lot to of me? reds, blues, yellows. The series that I'm creating a brochure about right now has to do with the Fulani women. And their color scheme in their art forms are red, black, and white. Okay. Can you spell Fulani? F-U-L-A-N-I. Okay. And so is this the same series that you were telling me about one time that is about what the in what their homes look like on the inside? Or a different um, series? This is a, this is that this is that same series of the interiors. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So when you are, this is so interesting because you have the experience of Niger, you personally have it in your heart and in your mind and in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. And so what you're trying to do with your art is to capture it mm-hmm. and present it and affect people who don't have that background experience right i want to raise consciousness about the culture okay through my art it's a it's a raising of consciousness an awareness an awareness yes. through my work is has a contemporary abstract feeling to it so it really is the interpretation of the viewer but that's my ultimate goal is to raise consciousness to the to the audience okay and you kind of do that you give well, maybe it's not lectures, but presentations. Yeah. And also with your art, maybe there's a, a phrase or a, a paragraph or something that says 
what this is about to kind of answer questions and help with that awareness raising. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought about this question. What would you do? What would Gretchen do or or who would you be if you didn't do art? That's a good question. I also have a real strong desire to, I served as a art administrator, professor of art and curator for uh, quite some time in California. Uh-huh. And for quite some time now, I've wanted re- to regain this career in uh-huh. the academic arts arena. Yes. And it has not come into my life. And I have thought about how difficult it is to get a full-time position in the arts. Uh-huh. And I, I had a double major in undergraduate school in art and geography. And I think if I were to do it again, I would do art and social work. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because those, those combine nicely together. There have been some artists historically who have studied social work and been social workers at the same time that they've been artists. Okay. And if I were to do it again, I believe that's what I would do. Can you tell the story? It kind of uh, reminds me of the work that you do with um, Arts of Life. In my extra time beyond working on my artwork, I volunteer at an organization called Arts of Life, and they serve and encourage and support disabled artists who live in the city and the North Shore. And I've been actively involved in group critiques with this organization. Mm that we look at the artist's works, we discuss it, we ask questions, we encourage in a very positive light, just offer a great deal of support and whatever the artist's need, needs are, we try to take that into account mm-hmm. and just really uplift them and um, really try to encourage them with their artwork. Mm-hmm. You were telling me earlier that you that they just really create some beautiful things that you beautiful very unique things every artist is very unique they're all working on their own individual artistic processes processes Mm -hmm. um uh you could have one uh an artist working on a large painting um there's a wonderful accordion book that discussed the uh life of the artist's father um series of geometric images so each week that I volunteer I'm just so amazed to see what's going on with these artists Mm -hmm. yeah have they seen some of your stuff or yes Mm -hmm. I've had the opportunity to share virtually my website with them so they've seen my portfolio awesome yeah did they have any critiques for you or comments about what uh, they saw most mostly just listened uh-huh. and, and viewed uh-huh. excellent that is an amazing experience and you were telling me too that that there is a poetry element and i was like oh ding ding that sounds really fun yeah yeah they do yeah. they do poetry in relation to the art mm-hmm. which is really nice mm-hmm. yeah question how do you keep on learning I like, to go to, I like to go to the library and look at the art collection. Mm-hmm. I have quite an art collection of books myself that I look at. Also look at Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it has a library of images. Just you can click on one. It leads to 
the next series of images and just always getting ideas. Um, but recently my work really has come, is coming from um, my imagination. Interesting. Tell me about that. Um, just really, again, that's, that spontaneity, just one, one shape, one line feeds off of the other, the mixing of colors feeds off the other. So that's, that's pretty exciting to see. Uh -huh. And that's different than what you've done in the past, where there's a theme that you have in your mind. This one is just, it sounds like, let's see what happens. And then it's just a step-by-step -step kind of building. Is that right? Yeah. And actually, after I have a few images created, then I start to write an artist statement. Oh, interesting. So I start to... My artist statements have to do with the conceptual theme, but then also the technical. Okay. Process, uh, you mean? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, so I really like to write an artist statement about a series. Gotcha. And then every six months, I like to do an art brochure that I send out to the people who are interested in my work. Awesome. Okay. What is one thing, Gretchen, that you would want most to say to someone who's just starting or just kind of stepping into the calling? Maybe as an artist, I, I for instance, I have a friend who's in her 60s and... She's just beginning. It's kind of always been there. The, the heart for it or the inclination toward it, but the practice of it is very new. So is there something that you, how would you encourage her as she steps into that? I would say to go with her, her own creative intuition, mm -hmm. but also to maybe take a class. Mm -hmm. I'm a real firm believer in art education mm -hmm. and getting the techniques you need to really say something with your work, mm -hmm. to have a formal approach to creating art. So mm -hmm. saying something with your work, can you speak to that a little bit, like, yeah. What does that mean? As opposed to um, just putting something on a canvas. Well, I think there's always a message to, to be shared. Uh -huh. And every artist is different. My mom works in a lot of different medias. She's into printmaking. She makes a lot of beautiful cards. But there's no real theme. Okay. She's very much self-taught. Uh-huh. So again, it's it's her unique approach which is different than my approach uh -huh. so yeah. really it's the or the reason why you're doing what you're doing kind of cementing that or formulating that in your head yeah the purpose for it yeah. can i ask you where can we go is there is a website or something that yeah uh, com. okay yeah, it's got uh, my artist statement, my portfolios, my resume, my students' work. Awesome. And yeah. where are your you have you have an exhibit I think in a gallery in London? Is that correct? There there is an upcoming art fair okay. that's in connection with the gallery that represents me in London. I see. I see. I see. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. So GretchenBeck.com Gretchen is Beck. where we can go to see your beautiful stuff. Thank you so much, Gretchen. Thank you. Thank you day. so much for everything. Absolutely. For further information about Gretchen's work in the visual arts, you can contact her at GretchenJo.Beck at gmail.com. That's G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N-J-O dot Beck, B-E-C-K, at gmail.com. And you can view her art at www.NoonPowellFineArt.com. That's N-O-O-N-P-O-W-E-L-L, FineArt.com. And at www.GretchenBeck.com. I hope that you have enjoyed today's conversation with Gretchen. Take care, and I'll see you next time.